have to be prepared for rejection. Ego can... But if you can learn to control yours, the more that you seek discomfort, the more rejection that you get, the more yeses you're gonna get. You're gonna be in a lot of trouble. Let's see how people react to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to take a quick break from our show to say a massive thank you and a big shout out to one of our amazing sponsors, Dave DeStefano. Dave is a mortgage broker with over 13 years in the business, and Dave has a great rapport with a network of lenders, including big banks, credit unions, trust companies, financial institutions, and private funds. He will work on your behalf to help you find the best mortgage with the most agreeable terms and the lowest interest rate. After meeting Dave many times and having great discussions with him, he provides a level of confidence and comfort in knowing that he is going to take care of you. If you want to reach out to Dave, you can find his office on 6293 Thoroldstone Road in Niagara Falls. For more information or to make an appointment for any of your mortgage needs, call 905-933-1090. That's 905-933-1090. And thanks for listening. Back to the show. What's going on, Meeting Gold listeners? It's Chris Patagli, 416 Coffee. Use the coupon code MEETINGGOLD to get 10% off your first order at 416 Coffee. Enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Meeting Gold episode. We're doing completely different strategy here. I'm sitting in the yellow chair, and there's nobody sitting next to me, as you can see. Or if you're listening, just to let you know, it's just me today. And... Mainly because, yeah, we we wanted to get a guest in for this week, but we had a cancellation and I thought, hey, why don't I do something myself? So today I want to talk about developing a good mindset. And this has mainly come through just doing almost 200 interviews over the last two years, as well as interviewing people on the street and everything that I've learned in between. What I kind of want to start with is where my mindset was at back when I was starting my business, not just starting my business, really just starting a career because it, it could it could depend on anything really. I mean, if you're getting into a job or you're getting into, you know, starting your own business, whatever that may be, mindset's everything. It really is. And when you're getting into a relationship as well, whatever that means to you. So I want to reflect back on when I started my business, I had a grant program called Summer Company that I applied for and it was a free $3,000 for the year. And that was when I was 17 years old. And to me, I really wanted to just get that money, buy some camera equipment with it, and then just start kind of messaging people, cold calling people, and going from there. So I applied for the program, and to my knowledge, I was not accepted, unfortunately. Then I applied to another program, the St. Catharines Business Enterprise Center, where I was not accepted again. And they referred me to a program um, called the DMZ, which from my knowledge is basically just a program that encourages individuals, like young individuals, to start their own business. It takes them through mentorship. I went through about two months of mentorship and training every single day to go through that program. Well, I was, I guess you could say, accidentally accepted because I received an acceptance and then I was I received a decline from the program a week later. So I kind of fought for it and just said, I'd really like to get involved with this. You guys accepted me. Uh, You know, if you'd still take me, that'd be great. So they did. And I learned a fair bit. But the one thing that I pulled out of that from a negative standpoint 
it's easy when you're looking back, you actually look back on all the good things. Like I think I find you forget about a lot of the bad things. Um, But if I really reflect back, I was really down in the dumps about being declined those first two grants. I mean, the first one was three grand and the other one was up to $25,000. Not that I would have gotten that, but that was really my motivation. I felt like I needed the money to start the business. When in reality, I think I needed the mindset. The mindset of starting a business or just getting in a career in general is it's all sunshine and rainbows the first few weeks that you start. It really is, whether you're working for somebody or working for yourself. Then reality then kicks in and and you have to really look at, all right, do I really enjoy this? And there's going to be times when you just don't and it is what it is or times that you are rejected a proposal or times that, you know, your boss tells you you didn't do a good job or has to confront you on something like you're going to get those And that's what being declined these two programs really taught me was you have to be prepared for rejection. You just do. If you aren't prepared for rejection, then unfortunately, I don't think you're going to survive in the real world. Now, if you haven't felt like you've gotten a lot of rejection recently, just go out into the real world and try something that's a little out of your comfort zone because chances are you're not doing it because you're afraid of rejection, which most people are. You know, if it be public speaking or when I started my street interviews, I was definitely nervous with that one. My whole team knew that. Um, Or anything along those lines where you're just kind of going outside of what the norm is for you, you're going to get rejection and you've just got to deal with it. It really, it's that simple. And that's kind of what this episode boils down to is just developing a strong mindset And the number one thing to me is just being okay with rejection. The weird thing is, and this is where I kind of fight with myself, your mind does not want you to be rejected. It just wants to be, oh, okay, everything's great. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm comfortable. But the one thing that's really crucial is that you experience rejection so your mindset can strengthen and experience less of it. And you kind of get in this weird twist where if you do it enough, you'll almost crave it. Because if you're not getting it, you feel like you're not advancing, you're not growing, you're not exponentially becoming a better person or, you know, growing in your business, whatever you have it. For example, I'll I'll give an example. So in my business, every single month, I reach out to our clients to have a personal one-on-one call with them. It could just be on the phone. It could be Google Meet, whatever, you, whatever it is. And I literally ask them, how has the service been for you? Have you waited a long time for your projects? Have you gotten good updates? Have you, you know, like literally everything that I'm scared to ask, I just ask and say, okay, thanks for letting me know. Because if I know what they're looking for, I can then implement it, solve that problem, and then seek the next thing. And that kind of is a little bit different than rejection in some ways, but it's more just the seeking of discomfort in, in, a, in a broad range. If you are constantly seeking discomfort, rejection is part of that, and you'll just become a better person throughout the whole process. So to give an example of, I guess you could say, rejection or seeking discomfort that I've used in my own life is doing street interviews. And my God, that to me is some of the epitome of what the definition of rejection is and seeking discomfort. I remember when I first started street interviews and I, and I saw them going very viral on TikTok. Like a lot of people were doing them. So I was like, okay, I I should do this and I can take my questions to the street and have good interviews and conversations with people on the street. And it kind of evolved into what it is today. But 
the one thing that just made it so, so hard for me was it, it was just the constant rejection. I mean, people were telling me, no, 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 not interested, not interested, blowing me off. And that was hard. Like it, it was, it was very hard. And unfortunately, I got a lot of that. But what that taught me was, okay, on to the next. Because once I got a yes, I was addicted. It was so fun to me. I, I, I craved hearing more yeses. And as I craved hearing more yeses, I ended up actually getting more yeses. And that's just the way that anything goes in life is the more that you seek discomfort, the more rejection that you get, the more yeses you're going to get. It's, it's simple math. I mean, if you ask 100 people, you'll get 10 yeses. If you ask 10 people, you'll get one yes. <laughs> and if you do it in the same amount of time, who got more yeses? That's all that matters. Not the ratio. Even if you got two out of 10, and then you got 10 out of 100, the ratio doesn't matter. It's who got more yeses. And that was the person that asked 100 people. So seeking that, to me, is what's going to help you grow, just as a person in general, is seeking discomfort, just like I did with the streeters, that will help you grow as a company, and more importantly, as a person. And as a person, if you grow as a person, you'll grow as a company. And that's the one thing to keep in mind when you're seeking discomfort, is exactly that, and that's the reward out of it. So a new venture that I've recently undertaken is a TV show. So I was approached by the news forum and I am going to be running my own TV show with an incredible team behind me, Jen, Jeff, and Tor, and the entire production team. And it's called My Generation and I'm debating topics on political, economical, and moral issues surrounding Canadians under the age of 30. Now, when we talk about seeking discomfort and facing rejection, I thought I was really good at the one-on-one interviews. I thought I was, you know, two years in, I thought, oh, come on. I've been doing this every week, almost 200 episodes. I'm, I'm, or, yeah, literally almost 200 episodes. I thought, oh, I'm great, I'm great, we'll be okay. But what I've realized is you're not as good as what you think you are, and there's always gonna be somebody better. So when I did the one-on-one street, one, the one-on-one interviews to pitch for the show, I didn't have enough mileage. And that wasn't me that said that. Um, The network told me that. And it was a little bit of a gulp of looking at it like, okay, wow, I thought I was good, but you're telling me I'm I'm not, you know, I just need more mileage. And that hurt. But I had to swallow my pride and take it as a learning lesson. Okay, great. So there's nothing I can really do about it. I just got to get a little bit more time under my belt. Then they had come up with an idea of having a young 19-year-old host who can talk about political, economic, and moral issues surrounding Canadians under 30 that majority of young, you know, Gen Zers and millennials don't discuss. And so we talked about it, we planned it out, and now we're acting on it. And it will be on Shaw, Kojiko, Rogers, um, and Bell as well for anybody and everybody to watch on TV. And one of the things that I've realized, and this is where the seeking discomfort thing comes into play, it's actually way harder than the one-on-one interviews. The reason that it's way harder is because you have five minutes and 27 seconds on the dot, on the dot, to speak. You have to do an in. You have to manage a conversation between four people. And on top of that, you have to actually do an out. 
So you have to time all of these things and end it with, on next, we're going to be discussing da-da-da-da-da-da. Look at the camera and pause. And yeah, you think that's easy. But when you get wrapped up in conversation, time flies. Then you're concerned about time. So then you're thinking, okay, I don't want to get wrapped up in conversation. Then you don't get wrapped up in conversation. You don't have a script telling you literally every single question that you need to ask because you want to make it conversationalist. And you are now watching the time slowly and it's not like it's moving quick enough. So this fine balance in between is what you have to get good at. And this is something that I'm learning after doing thousands of interviews between, you know, what I'm doing on Meeting Gold just on the stage and street interviews um, and everything in between. You're, you're doing a lot of interviews and the one thing that you're never, I guess, you're never timed on is the conversation. I mean, I do a podcast, it's 45 minutes, it's 46 minutes, doesn't matter. But this, five minutes and 27 seconds, four segments. Simple as that. You've got to have a good story arc in between and maintain it while keeping a non-newsy look. So for me, that is some of the discomfort that I'm seeking right now, and it's a challenge. But like anything, if you can seek a challenge, you're going to constantly grow. So this is something that I've realized actually recently that I'm addicted to seeking challenges. And to me, a challenge assists you in growth in so many different ways, but a few of them being one, you're being challenged on the way that you think. So it, like why that's important is because when you're challenged on the way that you think, you are constantly thinking of different avenues to one response and you're able to appease more people. And I'm not saying you have to appease everybody, but the book How to Win Friends and Influence Others specifically talks about how you can literally influence everybody, you know, whether you agree with them or not. And if somebody wants to listen to you, you've got to hear them out. And that is where being challenged on how you talk, how you speak, uh, I guess those are the same things, but tonalities in your voice, vocabulary, all of that kind of stuff is really crucial. I was challenged on that and it taught me, okay, I got to be really careful with what I say and how I say it, go in with a plan, that kind of thing. Now on the topic about challenges, one of the things that I think is crucial with that is knowing when you can walk into a room and knowing how much ego, I guess, to use. I mean, and, and that sounds bad, but yes, be you, be you in every asset. But to me, one of the crucial things that entrepreneurs and individuals in any career at any stage, the one thing that's common across the board is ego. And when you are dealing with ego, decisions are affected by that. So, and I'm not saying ego is a bad thing. I'm just trying to formulate my thoughts a little bit more clearly here. But if you can maintain a good level of ego where, you know, you're not, you're not like the, the, you're not walking to a room like the bottom of the pit, but you're also not walking in with your head so high and your chest puffed out, you know, stomping on the floor saying, I'm the best person in this room. I'm the most productive. I'm the, um, you know, smartest. I, that is a problem. And that will cloud your decision-making in any asset or any faucet of life. And that is a challenge. It's just one of the things that you have to accept. Ego can destroy you. It can destroy a lot of people. And if you don't learn how to control it, you're going to be in very, you're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. 
So my one of the things that I've learned as an entrepreneur or just in any career is everybody's got an ego and you as a person have to know how much do they have when they're talking to you and you can play on that. So when I'm going to somebody who, let's say I, I find, you know, maybe they have a lot of ego when they're talking to me in terms of I've done this, I've done this, and they say I a lot and they talk about themselves, ask them about themselves. They want to talk about themselves, so ask them about themselves. They'll feel more comfortable with you if you just drop your ego, put it to the side, and ask them about them. We all want to talk about ourselves, but if we can ask questions to other people, especially people who you find are, you know, they want to talk about themselves a lot, then ask them questions. And there's no, there's no problem with that. And there's no problem with us wanting to talk about themselves. There's no problem with somebody else wanting to talk about themselves. But if you ask them questions, they'll genuinely be interested in you as well. Not just themselves, but you. Oh, this guy's asking me a lot of questions. I really want to get to know him. I've been talking about myself a lot. And on top of that, you can learn a lot. See, if you do all the listening, you're the most powerful person in any room. But that's a challenge. And that goes back to developing the right mindset when dealing with people, when walking into a room, when getting into, into a career, when you know, starting a business. These are the challenges you're just going to have to accept. So for me, what I've realized is ego is a driving factor in everybody's business. But if you can learn to control yours, drop it, and be selfless when asking questions or doing things and not expecting anything in return, things will come back and things will come back exponentially. And you just have to trust the process of that. But ego is not going to allow you to, to continue, or I guess ego is not going to allow you to get there. It's simpler terms. I know this was a shorter episode. However, this is something new to me, a solo podcast. I'm not used to it. It's hard just to have a conversation with the camera. I'm very good at having conversations with other people, I think. But hopefully my ego doesn't make me think, think that. It's a little ironic. But I like to have conversation with other people. So it's a little bit hard to do something like one-on-one with the camera. But I thought, why not? I may as well. And let's see how people react to it. So leave a comment down below if this is something that you want to hear more of. I find I've interviewed a lot of people and I have a lot of knowledge to give and I'd like to do more of this. So let me know if it's something that you guys are interested in hearing or watching or listening to. Um, Make sure to check out our last podcast. I interviewed my mother uh, on how I was raised and things that she did specifically to raise me in the best way that she thought. So make sure to tune into that if you're curious, but hopefully we do more episodes like this in the future. Hopefully they're a little bit longer. Um, I'd love to answer any questions that you guys have in the comments. Um, So let me know, but... I'll see you guys in the next episode. Ciao.